Welcome. I'm Danielle Sally. And I'm Eva Fusaw. And you're listening to Ghost Boss, stories about the freelance afterlife. Hello. Hey, Eva. What's up? <laughs> How are you? Um, I'm doing well. I have a confession. Oh, it what? <laughs> I assigned us homework last week. You assigned the homework. And I didn't do the homework. Of course. <laughs> homework and I'm the one that doesn't listen. I know. In my defense, um, I was traveling again last week for another conference. The difference between last week and the week before was I was the whole conference last week. Right. So I had to get everything packed up and get to Atlanta. Um, so I was a little busy. Right. A little bit. Right. Doing that. Okay. No, that's fine. Right. So, and in the previous episode, we talked about our audio consumption habits right. while we're working, while we're not working. And Eva was shocked that I really don't listen to things. I go long periods of time in silence and I I can just do that. And so she thought it'd be interesting if we both track how much audio we actually listen through, right. listen to during the day. Right. So I did the homework. Okay. So now I did, <laughs> I did some retroactive homework. Okay. Let's like I crammed it. for the tests because there's ways for me to go back and calculate after the fact. Right. So tell me your number and then I'll tell you the number I can prove <laughs> and what I think that is, what that is actually, right? So I had, and we'll get into it. I had a, an interesting day on the day we tracked it. So overall, the entire day, probably only four to six hours for the entire day. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. What, so what was yours? So, um, Audible lets you go back and look for the last week, your mm-hmm. consumption by day. My consumption on that day was three hours and 47 minutes. Okay. Just an audible. Just audible. Just an audible. <laughs> um, I know I listened to at least two Sanjay Gupta podcasts that day. So that was probably a little more than an hour. Yep. And then I know I was online most of that day prepping for the conference, making agendas and badges and all that kind of stuff. So that was Probably another four hours. Okay. <laughs> you killed me. Maybe, maybe five. All right. And I very clearly remember sitting in bed and stuffing badges, right? <laughs> like watching uh 90 Day Fiance Last of Resort. Of right? course. Like you do. I got to see what Oswalu and Kalani are doing, man. <laughs> um, So 345, we're going to round 345. Yeah. And then like an hour of Sanjay Gupta, so now we're up to 445. All right. Then probably, let's say, five hours of background TV. <laughs> okay, that's fair. I, honestly, I think I'm being conservative. I think you are, too. <laughs> um, I think I'm probably being very conservative. Probably. So we're talking nine hours and 45 minutes. And then I probably had to listen to some music when my son was with me. So there's probably another hour. Easily doubled me. Yeah, so maybe 11 hours of listening time. Wow. And I will say, um, and this will kind of get us into this week's topic, my day was interesting because I had so many projects and I needed to wrap up. And I, I'm a very firm believer in setting work hours, even if you're freelance. I think mm-hmm. it's really important. Um, but I was kind of behind because we had uh, that work conference two mm-hmm. weeks ago and I was still pl- trying to play catch up. And I was working maybe until like nine, 10 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. And I was in the zone. And as we talked about, Ugh. when... <laughs> 
when I get in the zone, sometimes I'm overthinking things. Even the moments when I was in my car, I didn't have sound on because I was literally thinking through projects in my head. And I think I, I listened to even less than maybe I probably would have on a normal day. But what is a normal day in freelance life? So <laughs> eventually we need to pivot to an audio or video podcast for this. But I want people <laughs> to see my facial expressions when you say things like, I was driving around with no sound. <laughs> I just need people to we'll see. We'll take a picture and we'll post it to my, our social account. We'll make sure people face. see this oh, yeah. face. But, but that got us thinking about this week's topic. And that is freelance working hours. Yep. Because when you're freelance, when you work for yourself, what hours do you <laughs> work? You, right? So you get to define what that is. And one of the first things I did when I launched my website is I actually put hours on my website because mm-hmm. I want to set an expectation to clients of realistic times, best times to reach me, mm-hmm. right? I don't, I want to avoid going down this road where clients are calling me eight o'clock at night because I'm a, I'm a parent, right? I have a life and I need to not be working all the time. So I yeah. don't necessarily want them calling me at eight o'clock at night. So I set work hours on my website, but there's sometimes you, you break those work hours. Mm-hmm. So we want to kind of get into that, talk about what, what are our work hours? So Eva, do you define your work hours? Not really. Okay. I don't. It's not good. <laughs> and you've been, you've been doing this longer than me. So yeah. maybe I'm living in this little no, 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 freelance no. fantasy no. that no. I can keep this going. <laughs> you've got it right. I've got it wrong, Danielle. <laughs> um, so my son's not an aftercare. Okay. So. Yeah. That makes a big difference. So my working hours around his schedule most days is 8.45 to 2.45. Right. And then Sunday, some days he has things like right after school. So I have to get him there and then I have like a chunk of time where I can do stuff. Right. Um, some days he does some after school stuff at school. So I have a little bit more time. Like it's just kind of all over the place. Sure. So I try really hard not to take any meetings after three. Yeah. Unless I absolutely have to. Absolutely. Sure. I have some clients on the West Coast. So I just try to try to get them to book me at the beginning of their day, which yeah. for me is at the beginning of my afternoon. Um, so for meetings, it can be tricky. I will say the workflow of working with some of my clients on the West Coast has been been kind of nice because they send me stuff at the end of their day and then I'll do it at night. Yeah. And so when they get Catch up, up. <laughs> right. Or sometimes I do it first thing in the morning, but when they get sure. to their desk, now I've done whatever they've asked me for. So I also, I'm doing this full time yes. without full time dedicated hours. Right. So like 845 to 245 is what, six hours in a day. Mm-hmm. That's provided I'm at the desk the whole time. I'm probably not. Right. right? Like I got to go to the pharmacy. The dogs have to go to the vet. I got to sure. let the pest control guy in. I'm going on a walk, whatever. Right. Um, I got to lose the dishwasher, what have you. And so that really only gives me like five working hours in a day. Sure. And that's a 25 hour work week, which... It's not, yeah, that's not full time. Um, so I have to work at night to catch up and I have to work a little bit on the weekends to catch up. My goal. Okay. Let's hear it. My goal is to only work two nights a week. Okay. That's good. I have not met that goal recently just because it, it's conference season. Listen, it's a weird October time. October is tough. Yeah. October. And I've heard this from a lot of freelancers that are doing the same type of work we're doing. The quarter four is just intense. Yeah. And October in particular is very intense. So, I mean, I think that allow yourself some grace in this month. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's been fine. I mean, the the thing about freelancing is though, is like, I used to also have to work at night when I had a corporate job. Not all the time. Not all the time. Typically if I was working at night, 
some anomaly had happened, right? Like we were prepping for an event. Maybe I mismanaged my time that day. (laughs) Maybe somebody else mismanaged my time uh, or I needed to take a half day for whatever. And so I was catching up. Um, The difference is now is like when I'm up late on my laptop doing my work, like in my mind, like I can hear like the dollar signs because I'm making money. And so um, it just feels very different to see that. I will say it does to me makes a difference. I feel like, you know, I had to work a lot of late hours and sometimes weekend because we just had so much work at my old job. And I'm like, it almost made you, I don't know. Part of why I wanted to go freelance is I wanted more control Mm -hmm. over my time and Mm -hmm. how I spent it. And now if I'm having to work over the weekend, it's because I'm the one that made that decision. And I don't feel as, as Resentful is not the right, maybe it is the right word, (laughs) but I, I understand why I'm doing it. And I kind of know during the week, like I need to do some weekend work just to catch up on things. Yeah. Or this week I knew Tuesday was going to be crazy. And cause my daughter has gymnastics every Tuesday in the afternoon. I know Tuesday afternoons are a wash for me. Yeah. Which means I'm probably going to do additional work on Monday or maybe like this weekend in particular. I worked all day Sunday. Yeah. Just to make up for the fact that I knew today is going to be crazy and it's end of the month. It's billing time. Yep. So you got to try to do it. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But I am a big advocate for setting work hours. A lot of this came from when I was working in an agency. Mm-hmm. To me, so much of improving your mental health. Mm-hmm. came from setting boundaries and defining work hours. Yep. And I, so when I went into freelance life, I kind of just said to myself, okay, my, you know, my website, I'm saying, I think I say nine to five on there. I'm usually starting before nine. Sure. There's oftentimes I go, I probably go till six and then take it a step further. My my meeting link that I send to my clients to book, sometimes, sometimes I make sure Certain times are blocked or they can't block certain periods of... They can block your calendar? Well, they they can put a meeting on my calendar, but I block it. Your clients can put a meeting on your calendar? Yeah. With... um, With Calendly? Yeah. Calendly? Calendly? I don't know how to say it. Calendly? I love it though, but they... I'll just send them that link. Oh, I see what you're saying. I thought you meant you just gave them unfettered access to your Outlook. No. (laughs) Because that was that was one of my problems in house is like I would put blocks on my calendar so people couldn't right like when I was in house Fridays were really quiet so I blocked my Fridays because sure. it's when I got all my work oh, done. Oh, I used to annoy people so badly because I used to block noon to one o'clock for lunch for lunch and it is just to make sure I eat food mm-hmm. or to make sure I work out or mm-hmm. if I'm slammed. Or if I had a big project, I would actually block time on my calendar to do the project. Uh, yeah, I've done that before. And I like, I know there are certain account managers that would get frustrated or like, oh, Danielle can't meet at lunchtime again. But it's just because it was for my sanity. Right. So, right. and I, I encourage everyone to do it. I, I used to oh, yeah. do a presentation called keeping your team, team sane. And it, one of the, my talking points on there, one of my tips was to block time on your calendar, not just for meetings. Right. And right. I think that's the best suggestion yeah. <laughs> that you can take. I always hated lunch meetings. Oh, I despise they're the worst. Them. Well, look, and I don't, some people like them because you get food. I, 
I hate having... They never fed me during these oh, lunch meetings. that's just rude. They would just book... They were like, well, we can only meet from noon Listen, to if one. you're if you're booking a meeting with me at noon, you better be <laughs> feeding me. Or if I'm if it's a virtual call, I better get a DoorDash gift card. <laughs> but I hate it because I don't like to actively be shoving my face with food while I'm having a conversation. Yeah. I, so then I would have to not eat during the meeting. Right. And then I get hangry and then it's not a productive Nobody meeting. wins. Nobody wins. <laughs> Nobody wins. Yeah. I don't have, I mean, sometimes I get some lunch requests, but it's usually from people in a different time zone now. Yeah. I try to avoid it. If it's a big group call and there was nothing they can do about it, I've taken calls where I'm off camera. Sure. Like, um... Where I'm just like, I'm here, I'm listening, I'm sorry, that, I'm eating my lunch. Yeah, and that is my my one exception. Um, Eve and I are both involved in American Advertising Federation, and we have volunteer leaders that are all over the country. Mm-hmm. And my my one exception to my lunch meeting is anyone that's in uh, non-East Coast. But you know who I find is the most difficult is Central. I struggle. <laughs> See, I don't have a lot of Central clients. We're like, oh, every, I feel like we're all coast, we're coast man, people. I, yeah. I have so many in Central time and I get more confused with Central time than any other time because it's only a one hour difference, but I feel like it's a, a one hour di- difference in the direction I don't want it to be. <laughs> so I'm always like, oh yeah, that time works. Oh no, no, it does not. Yeah. I don't like that time. But it, you know, that that's my one exception is to work with the time zones. Yeah. I don't like it though. I, I mean, I really, I don't run into it a ton now. And if I see it, I mean, I just have, nobody really has access to my calendar. I have sure. a calen, Calendly. Calendly. You know, I hope that someone from that company listens to this podcast and corrects us. Well, they're so, not just they're, so we know they're not going to sponsor us because we can't say the word. They <laughs> will learn to say it if you sponsor. <laughs> um, I do use it if I have a bunch of stuff to schedule. Like, yes. Like when I was doing my board recruitment for AAF. The polls. I did it that way. Yes. Um, and I use the polls. Um, but typically I'm doing one-off stuff and it's easier just to kind of. Okay, sure. I If I'm have a potential new client or even actually an existing client. Mm-hmm. I, I usually just send them that link because I hate going back and forth in emails trying to figure out a time. Now it's yeah. different if I'm in person with them, obviously, but it's nice that if I, instead of going back on a couple emails, like here's 10 suggested times, will you pick one? Then yeah. at least they can be like, just, just pick the time that works best for you. Yeah. I just, but, I, made, I made this mistake. Yeah. I sent out the link and I didn't put any, like I didn't. Parameters? No, I didn't tell it to like but time between my meetings. Ooh, you can do that. No, no, I know now. Well, but- right. Yeah, I didn't know that at first either. It is uh, a very nice thing to make sure that you have that setting. <laughs> right, because like I was, I had like a coffee meeting at one place and then a Zoom call immediately after. Maybe it was yes. the other way around. Um, it's great for virtual calls and virtual meetings. And it's tough when you actually have to go somewhere because it's not necessary. Well, maybe you could put the travel time in there. I think so, you can. Yeah. Well, so um, I've known a lot of people in sales and people in sales like are, will put travel times on their calendar. Yes. And I'm just not in that in that habit. Right. Um, and I also I look at like I always have like a running list of what I need to do this week or next week or whenever what we're looking at. Um, so I also have to like look. I was like, OK, so we're free. I'm free all day. Tuesday. Okay. But look at what's due next week, right? Like, right. do you need some work time on Tuesday? And in those moments I decide, well, do I need the work time or is this meeting really important to book on Tuesday? So can I shift that work time to nighttime? Right. Yeah. Can I do it Monday night? 
is the due date flexible? Did I promise a due date? Right. Um, and that's usually when I end up working late or weekends, it's because I book too many meetings during my week. Oh, a thousand percent. Yes. And it's hard when... Because I'm good at balancing out how mu- exactly how much time I need to work on a project. Yeah, I'm good but, at estimating it. But you're not going to turn down a potential new client to, to me. Like tomorrow, I think I have three lined up. Right. Did I plan that for the beginning of the week? No. Am right. I grateful for it? Yes. Right. <laughs> right. Um, so I have, I have some... Well, anytime there's an event coming up, somebody will end up calling me during the day about something and now I'm sidetracked yep. on that. Yeah. Um, I have a client in politics and. Oh, you're getting busy. Very busy. Um, <laughs> so like I get calls about that, right? Cause we're getting close to this sure. is going to air after the election, but we're getting close to election day yep. where we stand right now. Um, so like four hours of work cropped up for that last night that wasn't on the docket. And then I have, you know, I have some clients that, um, you know, they get stuff to me, but there were several internal steps by the time they get it to me. So the original timeline they were looking at now is different. So by the time they work it out internally and hand it to me, it's pushed the timeline down. Right. Um, and then with a lot of clients, I'm sure I had this experience in-house. I'm sure you had this experience when you were at the agency and you probably still do now. You also have to remind people like what's an emergency and what's not an emergency. All the time. Um, and I'm not going to go into specifics that I don't want anybody to feel called out. Because it's just very easy, like when you have your priority to like be like this, 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 this. And it's like, but is it an emergency or is this right. a self-imposed like deadline? You called a deadline because if you don't call a deadline, we're never going to, we're never going to get it done. Right. But now we've run up on that deadline and you're married to it. But like, can we push it two days? Is and, it flexible? Right, 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 right. Right. And that, that kind of makes a good point to the next thing I want to talk about, which is when we work for ourselves. Mm-hmm. We don't have our coworkers anymore. And when we have too many projects, when we have too many meetings, if we want to take a vacation, (laughs) we don't have anyone to help balance out that workload. Before we had a team that we could work with, I could make sure I'm covered, um, all the things. Now we don't have that. And what do you find that, how do you balance out? Like, how do you, what do you do when you want a day off? Um, (laughs) You keep working. Yeah. (laughs) I need to be better about that. Um, Actually, I'm going to set a future episode goal. Okay. In four weeks. Oh, snap. In four weeks. Let's talk about what we both are, but particularly me, because I'm setting like, (laughs) I'm setting a goal for myself. Yes. What I'm going to do in the next four weeks to take better care of myself, not only like in my personal life, but like how to balance, because I've just been going hard for several weeks now. And this, this is not sustainable and it's been fine. I've had a lot of stuff going on, but I got to get out of this habit of just grinding constantly. Okay. So here. So in four weeks, let's talk about that. Let's talk about it. And I have tips because again, I I have your PowerPoint. You have my PowerPoint. (laughs) We're joking, but it was, I I got lots of calls. No, no, no. no. (laughs) But I have been talking about, uh, talking in my head as I work in silence, I've been thinking about how to maybe take my presentation that was keeping your team sane Mm because I I went from more of a a director manager role to working for myself. But how to take those tips and evolve it into a topic about keeping sane, keeping yourself sane as a freelancer. But, and seeing what, what still works, what doesn't work. And yeah. I think that maybe we take some of these tips and we try to apply them yeah. heavily the yeah. next four weeks. And in four weeks, our topic will, we'll, we'll talk about the outcome. Yeah. And if, and if you did the homework that you just decided I'll do the yourself. 
<laughs> should we, for next week's episode, should we come up with a list and talk about it a little bit next week and yeah. implement it and then we'll follow gr- up in four weeks? Yes, okay, let's cool. do that. We'll All have right. a list for everyone and and then we'll encourage everyone else to do it as well because yeah. I think that'll be yeah. a good thing for, for all freelancers. Yeah, but to answer your question... What do you do when you don't have a team? So at my last job, I was there for 10 years and yep. for, I think seven of them, I didn't have a team. It was me. Yeah. So I'm already used to being the only person That's true. that could do the task. So I'm already used to, and I had, I had junior designers under me at the end. So it wasn't like that the whole time. Sure. But what I do now, if I'm taking a vacation or if I'm traveling, if I'm just taking a day off, I don't usually tell people. Sometimes I do. Yeah. But if I'm taking a vacation, I just give everybody plenty of notice. Like sure. I always tell people, I'm like, I can't imagine like ever filing for PTO ever again in my life. <laughs> the irony, I mean, right. but the irony of that statement is, is I kind of do file for PTO because you tell all your clients, a dozen bosses. Yes. The only difference is, is they can't tell me no. Yeah. Right. But, um, so only your ghost boss can only the ghost <laughs> boss can. Um, I made a big deal for my son's spring break earlier this year. Like I'm not going to work this week. And actually one of my clients had a webinar. Um, and like while I was gone. Mm-hmm. And so I'd sent, and they had a board meeting, which I usually run virtually. Gotcha. But I'd sent, you know, I sent, I got all that set up and I was doing the political work and all this kind of stuff. And I, I did pretty good. I looked back, I only logged four hours that whole week, which is not bad. Yeah, that's great. But I very clearly remember like being on a boat going out to like, there's a lot of barrier islands in Charleston where mm-hmm. like nobody lives and you can go out there and find like shark's teeth and it's really beautiful. And cool. I really clearly remember being on a boat and getting a text from one of my clients <laughs> who like, I am so sorry, but I don't know how to do X, Y, and Z. Like, can you? And I'm like sending them passwords and stuff and stuff. Sure. Um, and, and the thing is though, your client recognized that and your yeah. client didn't want to reach out, yeah. but sometimes they, they might panic and they have to reach out. But yeah. I think what I have found is a lot of people, are nervous about how their clients will receive the information of, oh, I'm not going to be available. Yeah. And then it makes it seem like they're lazy, but it's not the case. I find that most clients, if I just give them a heads up and say, hey, I'm going to be out this length of time. Most of them are very understanding about it. And and they think they appreciate that you gave them the the heads up. Yeah. You're going to be out of pocket for a little while. Yeah. I've never had anybody upset. No. Um, I do also find the, like, if I'm not truly taking time off, the slow to respond email, like out of offices are very helpful. I do that. Um, which means like, I'm not offline, but like, I am not, I'm not at my computer like normal today. Um, so I, I do that sometimes as kind of an in-between, but no, I've never had anybody be upset that I'm taking time yeah, off. I'll do that. And then I'm on a couple of clients Slack accounts mm-hmm. and I usually try and make sure I have some kind of status up just yep. to make sure they're aware. Hey, I'm, I'm out of pocket. Right. And again, like you put it, I'm just going to be slower to respond. Right. Right. And also, um, I mean, very rarely in my line of work, are we dealing with an emergency that cannot wait? Now, right now, I, I say that something came up a couple of weeks ago. You would be surprised. <laughs> that actually was kind of an emergency sure. um, with some PR stuff. And we had to like take some links down on a website. And, um, so they certainly happen. Absolutely. Um, but most of the time. But not all of them. No, most of the time they're not emergencies. And also like even that particular day, I happened to be available like on the spot to do it. Um 
But even if I'm not traveling, I might be here or I might be doing something with my son or maybe I block that time to work on a different project this week. Exactly. Part of it too is like kind of working with your clients and figuring out like what your cadence and workflow is with them. Mm -hmm. So there are a couple of clients that I used to... I work in the evenings a lot. Yeah. And I used to send them the stuff like as soon as I finished it at nine or 10 o'clock at night. And then I would get replies back about edits and then back and forth and back and forth. And then they would just assume like, well, if I give this to Eva at four o'clock on a Tuesday, I can have it by 8 a.m. Wednesday. Yeah. I don't work every night. Right. Even when I'm really busy, I do not work every night. Yes. And sometimes, sometimes I really try to structure it where I don't have to work at night. So like by the time I get my son to bed, if I feel up to it, cool. Yep. But if I don't have it in me, so it's this fine. is why I love. I know I do it now because I'm of you. Send. I do it now because of you. I love a delayed send. I do a schedule send on, on those people, email yep. or Slack or whatever other tool they're using. Yep. Most yep. cases, there is a delayed send, yep. and I do that because I don't want to set the expectation that because this Tuesday night I'm responding to you at seven p.m. Right. That means that I'm always going to be available to you right. at 7 p.m. Right. And it's not the case. Right. And so there's oftentimes I'll do a delayed send. Sometimes I'm just going to do a quick response. But most cases, if I can wait to send it until 8 a.m., 9 a.m. the next day, I do that. And it's really the only reason is to set my boundaries. Yeah. And it's it's definitely helpful. I've had a lot of people that have shared that advice, too, that they were sending a lot of late night emails and it's just because, you know, that, that That's was what it works for them. That yeah. works for them. Yeah. But it's not necessarily you're expecting others to respond at that time. It's yeah. just your, that's when you're working. And so just, they are now taking the same advice yeah. about doing a delayed set. It's amazing how much that little thing makes the difference that it makes. It's great because then I'm allowed to catch up on stuff and I just send it all because I don't need an answer till tomorrow. Right. I'm just catching up. Right. Exactly. Um, I love a delayed send. Recently too, I received an email from somebody and at the end, at the bottom, it said, um, I am sending this email when it's convenient for me. However, our traditional office hours are eight to five. So please do not feel the need to respond. That's nice. If you're receiving this outside How of this How many hours. late night emails do they send that that needed to be in their email signature? Well, they're part of like a big national <laughs> oh, company. Okay. No, 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 it's not just them. <laughs> it's part like, of a big national company. They're breaking the rules a lot. <laughs> no, well, and I received that email like, I mean, she emailed me in the middle of the day. Sure. Um, I, I like that because that not only, I feel like that set the boundary back to the recipient, right? Like not just setting the boundary for the person sending the email. That was like, you also don't have to respond to me just because I happened to email you back at 830. Absolutely. I liked it. Yeah. I liked it. I would like that too. I don't, I just, I'm not probably not going to put anything. I mean, I don't, I don't have a very extensive like email signature. Somebody pointed out to me recently, I don't even have the phone number. In my email signature or on my, my website. I would add that. I don't want that. Now, okay. I don't have my phone number on my website because I rather, you know, um, use the calendar, calendar. <laughs> calendar app, but, uh, and then we'll set up a meeting, but I don't have my phone number on there. I do have my email. On oh, there. I have my email. Yeah. On my website. And then the, but my, my email signature does have my phone number. I, it probably, it probably is on there. I just don't use it a ton because yeah. I'm typically 95% of the people I email with. I've talked to before, so yes. I don't need the full signature. The reason why I don't have my phone number public anywhere is because I already get a thousand like spam emails. I do so not want, many. I don't want phone calls to. Yes. So like, I'd rather like a new client or whatever, email me and we set up a time. Yeah. Um, Cause I don't want somebody just calling and just jumping head first in. No, like, I, and I will say, and I don't know if this is the best advice as a business owner, but I do screen 
Unless I know if I don't know the number, I'm still screening every call. Let it go to voicemail, screen it unless I know who they are so I can hear the voicemail because I I like to be prepared (laughs) when I speak to you. I mean, you even text me to tell me you're cold calling me. Yeah, because I'm I'm an elder millennial and I know what I'm supposed to. I understand the assignment. You understand that not only am I also elder millennial, but being an introvert, (laughs) you don't call me just out of the blue. I call people and I start with nobody's dead. Yeah, I'm well, just right. driving. I have to do the same thing with my dad. If he calls me, I'm like, oh, my God, who died? Yeah. But for there was a period of time there were like people like, like people were dying. Right. And I was like, dad. Mm. And he's just like, oh, just chatting, just chatting, <laughs> just chatting. Like, you can't do that. So now he knows. Now he knows. And I appreciate a, a text. Yeah. Before a phone call. <laughs> yeah. So I take cold calls if they're from cities. What? All right. Hear me out. Oh, no. Hear me out. That's fine. (laughs) I get a lot of spam calls from like rural South Carolina. Okay, fair. Like Clover, South Carolina. I get Clover a lot. A lot, right? So, but if it says Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Portland, Oregon, I will answer that because it's probably an actual person. Sure. Right? Like if it's some weird suburb of Austin, Texas, I'm not going to answer. Sure. It's funny though, because um, there's somebody, Andre, who is on the Tiprams board with us. Yes. There was a while that every time I called him, he wouldn't answer the phone. And then he didn't realize it was me for several days later because I grew up in Aiken. So it says Aiken. It says Aiken. <laughs> but I've not lived in Aiken for 20 something years. Right. Not everybody knows I'm from Aiken. Sure. And Aiken is one of the like spammy phone. I get a towns. lot of Aiken. Yeah. You and, know what I also get? And it throws me because it's my last name. I get a lot of Sally South Carolina. Yeah, that's near Aiken. It's in Aiken County. Right. So I, it always throws me because I see that and I'm like, oh, I know. No, I know no one. Yeah. It's next. Well, no, it's next door to Wagner. They have one high school. Oh, we've Wagner, driven Sally. through. Yeah, we've yeah, driven yeah. through. Um, so it's funny that I will not answer phone calls unless you're like from a city. Right. And then people won't answer my, my phone calls. There- but I've had this phone number for so long. I'm You're not going to change changing it. it. I'm now. not going to change You're it. You're stuck in Aiken forever. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay. So that was one of those moments where I wish we had video so people could see her. You do, actually. We don't have any video of you, but you got video of me. I love it. Um, but yeah, so I take some cold calls. Yeah. I take some of them. I also got to be in the mood, man. I, but I'm never in the mood is the problem. <laughs> Danielle, I am so anxious, though, that if a call comes in and it looks like it might be legit, and I let it go to voicemail. The 45 seconds it takes for the voicemail to upload. Just transcribe. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> what happened? Who are you? So I would rather just answer because well, I'm so anxious. No. Yeah. No. Mm-mm. All right. So we have some homework that we're going to do. But we do. So next week, we'll, when we have our topic, we're also going to have a list. A list of things that we want to do for the, for the following four weeks of how to make improvements. Just, to- just balance. Just. Be have a better work life balance. We'll throw that term out there. People love that term. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) and that'll be that'll be our homework. Yep. Yep. All right. We'll see if I actually do my. I'll do that homework. We'll see if you do the homework. That'll be the big thing. Well, I have to homework because I need to do it. Because you need to do it. (laughs) I do. I had a bunch of time to myself on Sunday, and I did a bunch of stuff, and then I had like a little break, and I was like, I should not clean or do work right Listen, now. This is and I homework, didn't know what to do. This is homework we want to do. I, ha- I need to do it. Yep. Exactly. I made my neighbor talk to me for like 45 minutes. <laughs> That's my nightmare. <laughs> and I love my neighbors. <laughs> I was like, Alice, what are you doing? Come sit on my porch. <laughs> Anywho. Okay. So right. we will see y'all next week. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks so much. Talk soon. Bye. 
Remember to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Ghost Boss Podcast. And also please like and review us on your favorite podcast app. 